from an unknown number by Gary Oldman A multi-voice podfic read by Literarian and Gorilla Scale 86 Chapter 10 No More Talking With his golden hair backlit from the hallway light, the sight in front of Crowley really was divine. Aziraphale stood, slack-jawed, lips parted and a blush seeping into the corners of his cheeks. He was still holding the phone against his ear, through which Crowley could hear unsteady breaths. He was certain his own pulse could be heard across the city, never mind the distance between them now. The time between hearing Aziraphale proclaim his feelings and throwing clothes on and jumping into his car were embarrassingly short. He'd lost count of how many traffic violations he'd committed in his speed to get to this place as soon as he could. And now, staring at Aziraphale across the threshold of his flat, Crowley felt the world finally slow down. Let me know, Crowley began as he stepped forward, breaching first the doorway and then the inches between them with an uncharacteristic patience. If I'm going too fast. But Aziraphale didn't. Couldn't, though Crowley gave him every opportunity to, as he removed the phone from his hand, ending the call before returning his gaze to the other man. Crowley waited for any sign that he should stop as every atom inside him buzzed with the closeness to Aziraphale. Of course, Aziraphale gave Crowley no time at all when he closed the canyon between them, pushing his body flush against Crowley's tartan meeting denim, lips meeting lips. That was permission enough for Crowley, who burst into action the second their mouths touched. They went stumbling back, instinct and longing taking over, as he pushed Aziraphale back against the stack of books lining every wall, sending a stack of what he was sure was Bibles crashing to the floor. The sound went unheard as they breathed in one another. Every thirst quenched, every hunger sated, retribution for every sleepless night and freedom from every unsent text message. Crowley found it all in Aziraphale. In his lips, in the strands of blonde hair gripped between his fingers, in the skin of his navel that brushed against his own. It was all worth it. Finally. Hello, Crowley. Aziraphale stuttered out between kisses. It's good to see you. Crowley responded, though it came out more as a growl from inside his chest. No more talking. If Aziraphale had planned on debating the point... Crowley tracing the lines of his neck with his lips put an end to that very quickly, and instead he entwined the hands, palm to palm, and leaned into it. 
approximately 18 minutes and 51 seconds passed in a similar vein, waves of passion retreating only to grow again and crash against their shores, leaving them drowning in one another's scent, skin, mouth. The shrill siren of an iPhone default ringtone cut through the air. Crowley stopped like a snake ready to strike. Slowly, he unpeeled himself from the other man, removed his leg from its place between Aziraphels and straightened up, allowing his companion to do the same. To his credit, Aziraphel managed to look quite dignified despite the state of undress he had somehow managed to get himself into. Are you going to get that? He asked innocently as the phone shrieked on. Crowley didn't know how he managed to sound anything resembling innocent when he looked like sin in a bow tie. Against his better judgment, Crowley dropped his eyes to his phone. It's Anna. Might be important, he said apologetically. I'll give you a moment. Come up when you're ready. Aziraphale smiled before turning to head upstairs. Oh, and Anthony? Yeah? Don't disappear on me. I won't. Crowley placed the phone to his ear. So help me, Anathema, this had better be an emergency. Oh, she said guiltily. It's not. What is it? I was worried about you. I haven't had a mopey text in two days and thought you might want some company. Crowley cleared his throat. <clears throat> not, not a problem there, actually. What? You don't have other friends. Rude and wrong. Are you at work or something? What's up? Yes, I'm at work. Doesn't sound like you're at work. What gave it away? Perhaps the fact that it's practically midnight? Oh my stars! You're hooking up with someone, aren't you? What? That's your sexy voice. Have you met someone? Ah, yes, fine. Good. I hate catching you at it alone. Lucifer, anathema! It's like you get hangry, but instead of hungry, you're... Thank you. I get the picture. I'm so pleased. Who is it? Do you finally feel like you're getting over your little texting friend? Sure. There was a beat of silence. It's him, isn't it? Little bit. So you're not over him? She sounded perfectly giddy. No. So every time you said, I don't care, I don't remember, I'm an eternal bachelor, you know, like Leo, that was all... Bollocks, yes. Your impression of me is as uncanny as ever. I've been practicing. So, I was right? 
Yes, okay, you were right. You always are. But right now, I'm wasting my time talking to you rather than finally spending a little bit of time with the person I'm in love with. So unless there's anything else... Well, what are you doing on the phone to me? Go! Wait, no, AJ, be safe. Anathema, we need to talk about boundaries tomorrow. Goodbye. When Crowley looked up from the phone, he saw Aziraphale standing primly at the top of the steps. He'd removed the jacket and shoes, which, oddly, felt more intimate than the events of ten minutes ago, especially considering the expression he was shooting in Crowley's direction. No emergency, she's fine, he muttered, dropping his phone onto the side table, a stack of absurdist plays. You're, ahem, you're in love with me. Aziraphale asked, the sickening sweetness of his expression dripping like molasses into his voice. Pray tell, Angel, but what did you think this was all about? He kicked off his shoes and began to ascend the stairs. Now that he could go as fast as he wanted, he quite liked taking his time, watching Aziraphale's gaze grow heavier as he got closer. The messages, the heartache, the kissing, just mates, are we? Well, now that you mention it, I suppose that does make some sense. Some sense? Only some? He was near the landing now, one step down from Aziraphale, putting them almost at eye level. Because I'm certain I can illuminate you further. Only if you feel like you need a bit of education on the matter. Aziraphale flushed. Well, as a scholar, I do think it would be prudent to... <clears throat> gather more data. For educational purposes, of course. Of course. When Crowley kissed him this time, the waves of passion still danced around their toes, but something stronger reared its head, threatening to drag him down. The smell of Aziraphale, the softness of him, the months spent wanting this, and the feeling of his lips turned into a smile. Crowley was content. Could I interest you in some wine? Chateau de Moinette, perhaps? Aziraphale offered in a whisper. Only if we can drink it tucked in an airing cupboard. How else is one meant to enjoy a vintage like this? Are you going to dress up for me too? I'm pretty sure you have an angel costume kicking around here somewhere. Are you always this salacious? I have half a mind to send you off. Sent me where? Back to the hell from whence you came, demon. <laughs> Crowley laughed, and even Aziraphale was grinning, smugly admiring the joy on Crowley's face. Get thee back, foul fiend, he added, before gesturing to the door into the flat. After you. Crowley led the way into the flat. He recognised some of it from pictures, admired late into the night. 
other parts he'd only imagined. The kitchen where Aziraphale made his cocoa. The plush sofa where he would sit and read to Crowley. The shelves and shelves of dusty books. Crowley took it in, admiring the touches of Aziraphale that blessed every surface, wondering if Aziraphale had dreamt of this as much as he had. Oh, my dear, your phone, Aziraphale said behind him, pointing down the hallway to the abandoned object. Nope, Crowley shook his head, grabbing Aziraphale's hand and pulling him into the lounge. No more phones, never again. Well then, mind the Dostoevsky on your way through. As you wish, Angel. The End